What's going on, everyone? Welcome to Smart Business Solutions, the official podcast of GBS, America's productivity partner. Each episode, we are going to explore some of the biggest threats and challenges in today's business world and the vast amount of solutions GBS offers to meet them. Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to Smart Business Solutions. I'm your host, Rich Lalo, and today we are back on the phone with Joe Calabria. He's our vice president of document imaging and document management. And as we started to last time, we're diving into a series here where we're really looking at document management solutions for different industries and different departments in in organizations. And the area that we're going to look at today is government agencies and government institutions. And we're going to take a look and see how exactly they can benefit from our doc imaging and doc management solutions. So before we do that, Joe, thank you and welcome back to the show. Thanks, Rich. My pleasure. Excited about talking about this opportunities and educating people out there that are part of the government world, how we can help them. Absolutely. So let's start with this, Joe. Um, when you when you talk to and when you when you see a government agency or a government institution and you start talking to them, what are some of the major challenges that you see there with respect to document imaging and document management? A uh, great question, Rich. You know, in the government arena, it's very unique in a lot of ways because, unfortunately. The government world falls a little behind technology and the idea of letting go of the paper processes. Mm -hmm. So once we get into these agencies, one of the things that we really focus on is what you just asked is the challenges they're dealing with. And and one of the first challenges that comes up in the discussion is just the amount of paper that's accumulated in these type of organizations. You know, government has a very unique retention policies for certain types of documents. And the unfortunate thing for them is that these documents can vary because of so many different departments within a government agency. So, for for instance, what a, a court may have to retain and how long they have to retain it could be dramatically different than what a utility billing office may have to uh, sure. retain, however time they have to do that. So the issues we run into is just nobody understands the retention policies, first of all. And second of all, they run into situations where because of the amount of paper that has to be kept for so long, you know, space becomes an issue at the government agencies because some of their facilities are very outdated. They're older facilities. They're not secure in a lot of ways. A lot of times documents end up in basements that are from old buildings that don't have good what I'll say, environment for the paper. So -hmm. the challenges are just about how much paper they have to keep nowadays. The other part of it is the storage issues that they contend with. And then the third thing is the amount of times that they have to go back to certain documents because of legal reasons or historical reasons. So those three seem to be a big problem with the organizations now from a government standpoint. Oh, that's good. That's good. So I'm curious, Joe, how many how many government agencies and, and institutions that you talk to would you say typically, and I know it's, you know you may not have a statistic for it, but knowing you, you, you probably do, how many would you say typically already have a, a doc management system in place? Well, I would tell you it depends on the definition of doc management. You know, some people, you go into a government agency and you'll ask them, hey, are you using a document imaging or document imaging? Oh, sure we are. Well, what mm. are you using? Oh, we just scan and we put them in folders. Mm. <laughs> right. And, right. And, and, and that's what they think document management is. But if you're talking about a true document management system, Rich, when you're talking about electronic forms and workflows and things like that, I would probably say 20%. 
Twenty percent. Um, okay. And that, yeah, and I would tell you the reason is that is that probably they just were all paper based for so long. Paper is such a big component of the government world, as you know. Just file taxes and all the things that you have to do nowadays in the gum arena. Go down and have to, you know, file for a marriage license or go down and, and, mm-hmm. and, and open up uh, accounts for utility billing or anything like that. There's always documentation that has to be filled out. And the other piece of it, too, is the government agencies in a lot of ways still haven't automated their processes from what I'll say a customer standpoint. So a lot of times yeah. you're still doing filling paperwork. out. Yeah, they might have a document online that you have to fill out, but you have to print it and then fill it out. Yeah, you know, or you right. can't submit it electronically. So the, again, it's just because they're they're slow to move on technology and they're kind of behind the eight ball. So I would tell you that it's probably 20% if I had to guess at this point. And it depends on also there's a lot of criteria to that because are you talking about federal government? Are you talking about local and state government? Are you talking about just county government? You know, there's so many levels of government. I would probably tell you that, you know, if you took the whole as a group, it's probably 20%. Okay. No, that's good. I appreciate that. So is there a certain type of government agency, Joe, that you think these solutions would benefit more than others? Like maybe, I don't know, you had mentioned courts earlier. I'm thinking like DMV or something. Is there a certain certain type of agency that these would be, you know, these solutions would be more beneficial to, or would it be across the board beneficial? Across the board, without a doubt, Rich, across the board, for, for sure. And, and we experience this with our own clients is that, you know, the intention may be to to take the solution to one specific area. So we go into uh, a government agency and the first thing we may run into is, hey, here's a court that needs to start imaging and keeping their court documents electronic. But then shortly after that, another area comes around the, what I'll say, maybe the utilities office or engineering or parks and recreation, Mm. finance. You know, it, it really, because of the amount of paper that gets pushed around in a government agency, there is no, there is no area that this system would not fit in just because they're so paper intensive and the need is so great throughout a government agency that we usually hit a lot of the different areas within a government agency. Oh, that's good. That's good. So the benefits, and I know we've talked, uh, you know, we've touched on these in previous episodes, but the benefits to these, the solutions that we offer here in this area to agencies, could you speak to those a little bit, Joe? Yeah, yeah. For example, one of the thing about the thing about government is that a lot of the information that governments keep are public facing or the Freedom of Information Act, mm-hmm. meaning that people in the public who are taxpayers have a right to see many of the documents that government agencies manage. So, and not all of it, but a good portion of it the ability of a, just a layperson in the community has the ability to come and see documentation. So one of the challenges that government agencies deal with is being able to provide access to documentation to the public. And one of the things that we do that's pretty prominent is the ability for people to be able to, one, either go on a website and look up documentation, two, set up kiosks within government agencies where people from the community come in and they want to go and access documentation without burdening the employees of an encounter and trying to service people very quickly. They set up kiosks for people to go into the system to be able to search for certain criteria or documents that they want to look at without actually using up resources of the staff. Mm -hmm. So, 
that's one big benefit that we see a lot of the government agencies deal with is being able to provide access to documentation to the public or to people that have the ability to be able to see that information or have the need to see that information. Yeah. The other piece of what we see a lot too is just from an internal aspect of within the government agency. So for example, many attorneys need to have access to documentation for court cases. Well, being able to give access to certain people within the community that are attorneys that are representing county employees or representing actions that are going on within the government agency, being able to give them access to the documentation quickly and uh, efficiently is a big part of a government agency. So that's another benefit that we see a lot of the government agencies being able to acquire when they look at a system like ours. So it, it really is, um, it's very clear the ROI is very clear on why they need to do these type of things because the number of interaction that they have to have with many different people for many different re reasons in the government agency is just off the hook. It's just craziness because I, mm -hmm. I've, I've done so much work in government. Even my early years in GBS, I've worked in local government. And it was really amazing to walk around a county facility and just look at all the departments of people coming in and out all day long with documentation, making copies of things. And, and, and it, it became very clear to me that our solutions would be very, very advantageous for them. And we're starting to see a lot of that changing because one of the things about government agencies is we talked about is that because of the technology falling a little behind the education piece had to be very important meaning we had to come and show them why these things were beneficial to them so mm -hmm. uh, they had to be understand that listen you don't have to work with paper all day you don't have to touch paper all day you can get information very quickly without having to have all this paper moving back and forth so again goes back to what we talked in our previous podcast about you know storage is a big problem you know yeah you know, disaster recovery, you know, all the common things that apply across all the different industries, they definitely apply in the government arena as well. So we've seen that to be a big reason why they're starting to embrace the idea of having paper electronically as opposed to being able to handle documentation like they used to. No, that's good. That's good. So you mentioned ROI. So one of the things I did want to touch on with you, Joe, is the the cost of a doc imaging and doc management solution um, to a government agency. Does that typically align with government budgets? I mean, is it something that they can afford, typically, would you say? It, 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 yeah, it, it really does, Rich, it, because here's the thing. When it becomes a critical process and when it becomes approached properly from a standpoint of them understanding the value of it, we're usually able to align with their budgets. Now, the thing about governments is it's important to remember is that it's very important that when we work with government agencies that we identify the true problems and the issues they're contending with because the unfortunate thing with government agency co compared to going to uh, just a general business is that governments establish those budgets, as you said, and those budgets have a number associated to it. So mm -hmm. if they're going to do document imaging, they're going to say, okay, we have a budget of $10,000 to do this project. Well, the important thing is that when you identify and you work with these government agencies, discovery is very important because you have to make sure that when you're specking out these jobs that you're giving them a, a pretty accurate price because once a, a budget is established, it's very difficult for them to go back and get more money. Yeah. So we have to be very, very clear on the approach. We have to be very clear on the need and what it's going to cost to do that job. Now, the fortunate thing for us at GBS is that GBS has already built the infrastructure to do scanning for government 
Development Agency. So we're able to keep our costs very, very affordable for the agencies because we understand what they go through from this standpoint. Plus, with our experience working with government agencies, we know what it takes to get a job done for a government agency. So Mm -hmm. we can be very precise with saying, here's going to be the estimate of where you're going to be for this project. And pretty openly, I will tell you, probably nine times out of ten, we're we're usually – below the budget they've established because mm. we give them a good idea of what it's going to cost and it usually has a little buffer in there so they can work with the budget much easier. The other piece of it that's very, very important is that from an affordable standpoint is that we work in segments of saying, let's not do this all at once. Let's look at a phased approach. So yeah. for example, we'll get people come to us and say, listen, okay, we have a scanning project, but then we also have a need for your software. So what we usually will do is we could set up very creative solutions where we allow the government agency to to have a scan product in, uh, basically documents in, and then we can give them access through a very inexpensive portal to start with to have them start to be able to see the documentation. In the meantime, they're building that budget to say, okay, once we get our budget built, we can now then establish the budget for buying the software right out. So what we do then is then we can take that temporary service that we put in place for them to get the value and see the value to move that right into the situation where now they've had the money allocated. So we always encourage the government agency to say, listen, GBS is very creative in being able to find a solution that's affordable and a phased approach that will help work for them, whether it's saying, hey, we'll do a monthly billing as opposed to a billing every week or something like that, or, hey, here's what we'll do. Let's do it this way because we could save you some cost and labor. The other thing we do for them is we share a lot of our automation tools. Our automation tools allow us to do things much more efficiently at less cost because it doesn't have to be manned by a human being. So when you don't have to pay the labor to have somebody do some of these functions that our automation tools are able to do, we're able to keep that cost in check with the government agency, which makes these things more affordable. And the last thing I'll tell you about this is that governments are seeing this this as business critical now. So Mm -hmm. they are appropriately allocating money for this type of project, whereas back in the day, we talked about in our previous podcast also how these used to be a luxury item. Government agencies now are understanding that this is something that has to happen as no different than a court software needs to run for them, you know. So it's very important that they take these things in consideration. So when budgeting time does come, we do consult quite a bit with government agencies and say, listen, tell us the scope of your project, and then what we'll do is we'll create a budget for you about what you should be aligning for for your upcoming year so you've you've approached this properly so you're not going into it blindfolded because, again, a lot of these agencies and a lot of the personnel aren't familiar with the service, so they need guidance. So we take that consultative approach in order to make sure that we're meeting the expectation for them from a budgetary standpoint. And then when the new year comes, the good thing for them is they've appropriately budgeted the amount of money they need to do the project that they want to accomplish and finish, and then we put them in a better position. When all that happens, Rich, what it does is they become educated. So going forward, they understand the process. They understand what, what, what the cost uh, benefits are. They understand how to budget appropriately. And then once they get integrated, it's an easy process to start spreading this through the other departments within the government agency that needs such a service. Yeah, that's that's a great answer, Joe. And and as you were saying that, I kind of dawned on me that that one of the things I I didn't ask you about, but you very eloquently explained there, is that 
our solutions are they're they're customizable and they're they're scalable. So it's not a doesn't have to be a one size fits all. And and you guys are you know more than willing and able to to customize solutions to meet to meet those those budgets. So I'm really glad that you brought that up and and spoke on that. I just yeah that that's an important concept. Right? Yeah, because with the government agencies, there's different levels. Like we'll go into what we call villages in Ohio, mm-hmm. and villages are very small. Right. Their budgets are very small. And then you can move into city government, then you can move into county, then you can move into state. You know, you start getting larger, and then you know you have to have that scalable scalable solution, as you said, because they don't have everybody doesn't have the same budget in the government arena. So right. you have to be able to. We could go from the smallest. Like I'll use an example. A lot of the customers we have are mayor's courts. They're very small traffic courts that in Ohio that operate, but they have a they have a they move a lot of paper around. Mm-hmm. But they don't have the budgets of going into a city like a city of Columbus or a city of Cincinnati or Cleveland or even a county. You know, like Mahoning County, Trumbull County, the counties that we're familiar with. So we have to be able to have a solution that is scalable and flexible enough to be able to take budgets of any kind in a government arena because they are working with limited funds. So I always say I'd rather be able to solve a, solve a problem for any size government by being able to have flexibility with the solutions we provide with the flexible cost opportunity. So that is very important. And then the last thing I'll say is one thing we didn't mention that because of how flexible our solutions are from a pricing standpoint, we're able to give people monthly subscription fees, mm-hmm. meaning where they only have to pay monthly for the services, or they only have to pay monthly to have this software being utilized. Instead of them having a lot of like infrastructure, hardware and stuff they have to have, mm-hmm. with our cloud solution that we offer, they don't have that high upfront cost that they would if they had to buy servers and a lot of PCs and all right. the things to do that you would need to run a software internally. So that goes a long way with the government. When they say, oh my, you're telling me we could put this in the cloud? And they're starting to really embrace that because that was a big problem of letting go of paper out of their, their hands because they thought it wasn't secure. Well, mm-hmm. as you come to find out in our world, paper is more secure in the cloud for us than it is in your own hands. Right. Because of, we talked about it in our previous podcast about all the negative things that could happen with paper, such as misfiled or lost or information stolen. Well, having the cloud serves these purposes for them. It serves the purpose of them having more security around their documents. It allows them to have the flexibility of paying things from a monthly perspective as opposed to having a huge upfront infrastructure cost. And then lastly, the other piece of it is being able to spread information around the organization quickly and faster with accessibility. That's great. That's great. So one last thing, Joe, I wanted to, I wanted to ask you. You had mentioned earlier you think, you know, if you had to put a number on it, you'd say maybe 20% of government agencies out there are using some type of doc imaging and doc management solution at this time. Do you see, I'm just curious in the future here, do you see that number growing? Is it something that you, you, you see increasing and becoming more of a need for these types of, you know, agencies and institutions in the future? Absolutely, Rich. And again, just to just to clarify on that percentage, again, that's the probably the percentage I would say for the the type of clients that we deal with. Now, certainly, right. like said, on a grander scale, from a federal government standpoint, it's probably higher. It's probably more like thirty or forty percent at least. Sure. Because the higher up you go in government, the more what I would say more technology driven they are. Right. Uh, so they have the luxury, and they also have the luxury of uh, what I would say more of a. A higher budget to be able to purchase technology like that. Yeah. But I would tell you, absolutely, it's growing. I've seen that in our own, from our own perspective here at GBS. At a time when we were getting into document imaging years ago, I would probably tell you, if you asked me what that percentage was, I would probably say it's zero. 
because I can't tell you how many days I used to go out and visit with opportunities in the government agency because I came from the government world within GBS selling court software and utility billing software and, and doing those kind of things. But, you know, I, I saw a need because paper was all over the place. Yeah. They definitely, that, that went from probably zero to 20 in within a le- couple years. That's how quickly it, it, it rose. I will tell you over the next two to three years, I would say you're going to start seeing that number grow to 40 to 50 percent wow. because people are embracing the idea of being able to use the cloud, being able to store things in the cloud. And they're starting to realize that nowadays you're getting to the point where agencies are going to require you to do more even as a consumer, as a customer, to do more electronically right. because they're trying to cut down that. So, so they're going to force people to start doing more things via the, via the Internet or via their websites. So they're, they have to make sure they're keeping their technologies up. But I would, it would not be surprising, Rich, and that 20% might even be lower, and it might be more like 30%. But, again, I'm taking a guess. But I will tell you that's going to double in the next two to three years without a doubt just because – Government agencies are now realizing that this is business critical for us. Yeah, I, I, and I think that's the main thing that really jumps out to me, Joe, is, is really it, this isn't, uh, I think you had mentioned in a previous show, this isn't a luxury. This is this is critical. This is something that, that businesses and governments need. I mean, this is a this is a, f- a fantastic service that we offer and a great solution and something that is needed for both business and consumer. So really Really appreciate you kind of diving into this for us, Joe, and, and kind of explaining the differences between governments and, and, you know, some of the other businesses that we serve. And I would just encourage anybody out there that's that's a part of a government agency that is, you know, maybe doesn't have a system or a solution right now or maybe doesn't have one that's meeting their needs to, to contact Joe at GBS. And, man, he'll come out and sit down and talk with you and, and get you on the on the right track. Joe. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. Thanks again, Joe. This has been great, great information as always. And as always, we appreciate your time and your expertise. Well, thanks, Rich, for your time. We appreciate the opportunity to be able to share our solutions with prospects and future clients and and be able to help them solve problems that they have. Because as you know, GBS is a solutions provider. That's our goal in life with being with GBS is to make sure that we're keeping our technology up to speed and we're making sure that we're sharing our education with clients to make sure they can make the most informed decision about what they need within their organization. Awesome. Thanks again, Joe. This show has been a production of GBS. For more information on the topics discussed today or the solutions offered, contact us at marketing at gbscorp.com. That's marketing at gbscorp.com. Or you can call at 800-552-2427 And lastly, check us out on the web at www.gbscorp.com. That's www.gbscorp.com. Also, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss out on any future episodes.